This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sunday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming your way live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. All right, uh, one of the big stories in sports these days is happening off the field because they refuse to get on the field. That would be the Major League Baseball owners and the Players Association who can't come to a CBA agreement. And, oh, by the way, the clock is ticking. Here to give us the latest and in his insights and maybe a little frustration added to it, too, is uh, one of our guys from CBSSports.com, uh, MLB writer Matt Snyder. Matt Jody Mack here. Uh, frustration mounting for you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, looking back, maybe I was just naive. I, if you asked me at the end of the season, uh, actually, people did. It, I, I would have said, hey, don't worry until February 1st. And I, I think by around that time is when we'll get a deal. Spring training won't be delayed. I really didn't think that it was going to go down like this. Um, I, I, I blame an awful lot of what's going on right now in the spring training delay and likely at this point, regular season delay on the owners immediately locking out the players and then not saying anything to the players for 43 days. Right. seems like a lot could have been accomplished in that 43 days where everybody was just sitting around. Here's where I will kind of give you a hard time on your naivete. Uh, the reason yeah. that I did believe that there was going to be major problems with this collective bargaining agreement is we had a dry run during the COVID season yeah. where they had to work out rules and everything, and that was pulling teeth. So I didn't expect any difference here. But where you are dead on right is the fact that mostly on the owners, but both sides, yeah. 43 days. What the hell? Everybody just sat on their hands. We had a nice little holiday. That was nice. But if you wanted a baseball season, there could have been ongoing conversations. I I kind of, again, naive to make fun of me all you want, but that was like kind of part of my thought process was surely they saw the public outcry when everybody was going through the COVID-19 shutdowns and they didn't want to hear these guys arguing about money. Surely they'll have a little more self-awareness this time around. Well, yeah, no, they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse, Idiot over here on this you, side. You've got a brighter side. side. you got a brighter side yeah. of life outlook. I'm a, yeah. an old, old head cynic, and that's why, unfortunately, we are where we are today. All right, uh, Major League Baseball put the deadline out there for tomorrow if the basic uh, construction of a CBA isn't in place by tomorrow they're going to start to figure out ways to cut down on the number of games in the season. And the players know full well less games mean less pay. They'll try and negotiate around it, but that's not happening. Um, Are they going to stand hard and fast to that deadline of tomorrow? Will they add 24, 48 hours? I understand it's got to be close for them to do that. What's the likelihood of it? Everything the owners have been saying is this is a hard and fast deadline. And 
we're not going to play 162 if we don't meet this deadline. So if, if you're a week after the deadline, there's four weeks of spring training, and then there's a week fewer games. So we'll see if they tweak anything. My hunch is we'll, if they get close, there will be a little bit of leeway in there. Because if they feel like there's going to be a deal on, let's say, March 3rd, 2nd or 3rd, I think that they'll be like, all right, look, we're close enough. Let's extend this. Let's kick the can down the street a little bit. But if they're as far apart as they are right now, they'll absolutely stick to it and just say, all right, we're going to start canceling regular season games and just trying to see how, how much the players will continue to dig their heels in from the owner's perspective. All right, they've got about nine or ten. We're talking to our buddy Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com, MLB writer with us. Um, there's probably eight, nine, ten different key items that are being dealt with right now. Which are the top two, and unfortunately are those top two uh, areas where you think the divide between the two players right now is something that uh, the players and the owners can't be uh, guided over over the next two days? Number one, far and above everything, is the competitive balance tax, uh, which is essentially being treated like a salary cap by the owner side. And again, that's collective. That's not everybody. Because, for example, Steve Cohen would love to be able to spend as much as he wants every single year. Right. But it's, the owner side collectively really wants it around $214 million. The player side's been up in the 240s. And every time the players come down, the owners don't come up. So the players keep saying, look, we're trying to negotiate, and you're not. Uh, they haven't really gotten even close on that, and that's going to be when when the finish line is in sight is when those two sides start to come closer on the competitive balance tax. Secondary to that is probably two-pronged. The main thing for the players is everybody sees the Max Scherzer salary. Everybody sees Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor. What they don't pay attention to are the guys who don't even get to arbitration, are the guys who don't even get to free agency. So the players are pushing for earlier arbitration, more players reaching arbitration in the second year, and higher minimum salaries. So they're fighting on for the low-end type players, and you know people want to argue millionaires versus billionaires. They're trying to fight for the guys who aren't even millionaires, which, yeah, I know it sounds – to put it like that doesn't sound awesome, but they're fighting for the lower-type tier salaried players – and uh, part of that, it's kind of all one big piece of the puzzle here, is they, they want teams to quit tanking, for, for lack of a better word. They want teams to try. And uh, that, that's where you see all this draft lottery stuff come into the talks, is I don't think the players know exactly how they can implement it, because there's not really a good way to do it. But they're basically saying, like, we just want every team to try to win. And I, I, they're trying to jump through a lot of hoops just to say that. Um, but that's secondary to, like I said, the competitive balance tax. And then right below that is, is the, like, higher minimum, getting guys to arbitration earlier. And I applaud the players for do, the players Association for doing that because they are trying to look out for all their players. The multimillionaires will do just fine, but the yeah. younger guys not making as much money. That's, I think, a very applaudable attitude for them to have. Uh, one of the points that came over, over the last 24, 48 hours was the owners trying to tie the draft lottery negotiations to the extra rounds of the playoffs. We know the yeah. extra rounds of the playoffs is a major <laughs> revenue generator, yeah. and the players are clinging tight to that because they know how badly the owners want it. What's going to move the needle on that, if anything? 
I, I, I really think the players are going to be okay with expanding to 14 teams in the playoffs. But like you said, they know that's the, basically the only piece of leverage they have at this point is saying, we know you're going to make a lot more money with more teams in the playoffs. So we're holding out against that. I mean, they've already given up stuff like uh, wearing advertising patches on their uniforms, which again, more money for the owners. So <laughs> I, I th- that's their last little bit is they're saying, look, we're not going to give you expanded playoffs unless you come up on minimum salary. And, and frankly, I don't understand why the owners can't just do that. It's not going to cost them that much money in the grand scheme of things to raise the league minimum to, let's say, 750000 uh, a year, which sounds gigantic to somebody like me. But it, it, we're, we're operating in a world with over $10 billion in revenues a year. That's the world we're operating in. And uh, a lot of the guys who make the league minimum, they don't make that full amount because they're shuttling back and forth to the minors all year. It's prorated for how long they're in the majors. So they're not actually even making that up to that minimum. I don't think in the grand scheme of things it would cost the owners anything if they said, we'll go to 750 on the minimum as long as you give us 14 playoff teams. The union would say yes, and the owners would probably still come out above because of the extra playoff revenue. Let's uh, take a couple speculative steps here. Uh, maybe something gets done in the next uh, 24, 48 hours, and they get close enough that they can extend what's supposed to be a hard and fast deadline. That's what everybody should be rooting for at this stage. Let's say it doesn't happen. Let's say neither side blinks in the negotiation and are both dug in with heels on some of the key issues, yeah. and they can't reach any compromise or divide. What's the fallout? And I'm just talking from a fan perspective. Uh, we've had tough collective bargaining agreements before. We've had guys walk away and uh, lose a World Series. So it's not the first time we've ever had that. But generations of fans turn over. I'm a guy who's been around for a while, so I've been through all these things. Some fans haven't. How bad can the, the, the sport be hurt if these guys don't get something done within the next week or so? If it's only a little, a couple weeks, let, let's say they lose all of April. I think they can overcome that. I think they can overcome that with a, a good and fun regular season. We've got so many young, uh, marketable stars. A good postseason, let's say a really exciting World Series that goes seven games. I would say by the time we got to the winter, most people will have forgotten about the month of April being gone. Uh, it, the people that will complain the most are the diehard, diehard baseball fans who are not going to lose anyway quite frankly. Um, if we get into like half the season or Lord help us, please know. I mean, this is my livelihood too. Uh, the full season, uh, that's really worrisome big picture for me, especially because there are just so many entertainment options nowadays and it's not just sports, but there are a lot more sports than there ever have been. The, the days of the big three or even big four, if you wanted to loop in the NHL, if we go back to like the, the 1980s where it was just, the big three or big four sports, those days are far in the rear view. I mean, there are so many more sports options out there for people. And again, it's not just sports. I mean, look how many streaming options there are with just TV shows or yep. almost any way you can entertain yourself. If you go away for an entire season when everything, everybody else is playing, there's so many other entertainment options out there. I just don't think you can do that when you look at the long-term viability of the league continuing to make this much money. And Agreed. that's where it's worrisome to me with the owners it, it worried about these relatively speaking small, small victories that they're trying to get here. 
when you're the ones who own the team, who are presumably going to own the team for generations, why aren't you looking out for the long-term viability of the game instead of these short-term wins? Um, along those lines, baseball programming is a great thing to have if you're a television outlet and you can count on it every single night. It's live programming, specifically baseball, because eh, basketball, you, yeah. you, 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 don't, you don't catch a game. You, you, you record it. You watch it the next day. Oh, baseball, you watch it the next day. Now you got another game coming. So do you yes. really want to watch last night's game when I got uh, tonight's game starting in an hour and a half? So it is a valuable TV property. Unless, of course, it's not, and there are no games, and you don't have that to put on your network on a given night, however many times during the course of the year. How much is going on behind the scenes with TV networks, specifically in a local market uh, particular, uh, are negotiations being held as to what's going to happen if this is an extended strike well, or lockout? A, excuse a, me. Yeah, that's the thing, because I, I haven't heard anything about it, frankly, nothing at all, but... Man, you would assume uh, that they are like desperate for this deal to get done because you'd think like some of these regional sports networks are heavily driven by baseball revenue and they only had 60 games in 2020. So they're probably still trying to recover from that. Uh, like you said, every single day. And if there's a few networks like, yes, the Yankee Network, Marquee, the Cubs Network, that are just the baseball team networks. Surely they need 162 games to make all their money. So, yeah, I, it, it, that, it, I haven't heard much because there's so much focus on the players versus the owners. But, man, yeah, my, my hunch would be that these TV executives are really sweating this thing out. And if they have any say at all, are calling up the owners and saying, man, we need this deal. All right, we were pessimistic here for the last five minutes of this conversation. So let's end on an optimistic note. Something that can either happen between now and the end of the day or early tomorrow that it uh, comes out through sources, they've moved significantly in this area. What's the thing that can at least put an optimistic spin on this as we get to this uh, ugly, could-be-shut-down deadline? Uh, I will say that eventually it's going to be okay. <laughs> what the, the picture I painted earlier Let's say we lose all of April. I still think if we started May 1st, I still think we're going to have an incredibly exciting baseball season, and I think the playoffs are going to be amazing. We're not looking at a scenario where, in glancing around the league, there's like one or two just titans who are going to dominate the postseason. I think we're once again looking at a playoffs that is going to be completely wide open and anybody could win. I mean, remember going to the playoffs last year when we looked at the the – 10 teams, or even once we got past the wild card round, the eight teams left standing. I think everybody's sentiment was, man, any one of these teams could win it, and we would not be surprised. I think it's going to be exactly like that again. So once we start playing, it's going to be a great and fun season. All right. Uh, and I said I'd end on an optimistic note, and maybe it's uh, optimistic or maybe it's pessimistic. It's going to be up to you. Um, we get past 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, midnight, if they need to go that late Monday, and who knows how late they'll be negotiating. But at some point, both sides are great. We're not getting it done here today. They get up. Yeah. They leave the table. Major League Baseball puts out an announcement. We're going to start to try and reconfigure our schedule at less than 162. Do they get back together on Tuesday? Do they say we need a couple days? Do we need a week? Is this going to end ugly if Major League Baseball yeah. says? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough. 
I mean, total speculation because we're not. The, right. <laughs> we don't That's know what, what I'm asking you to do. That's what we yeah. do here, man. Come on, you know but that. They, you got to do yeah, some good speculating before something actually happens. Well, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, I'll say that they say opening day will happen no sooner than April 15th, and the two sides take a breather for three or four days, and then they get back after it. Okay, yeah, that would not be good, but if uh, that's the way it breaks out, that's the way we're going to have to handle it. Uh, yeah. Matt, I hope you're working. Uh, I hope yeah. we get this thing done. we got a couple of days. Uh, we'll wish optimistically that that's exactly what happens. If not, we'll be getting you back on to uh, get your pulse on where it is actually headed. Thanks for sharing with us today. Sounds good. Take care. Matt Snyder does an outstanding job. CBSSports.com covering baseball and or negotiating negotiations around the sport for us here on CBS Sports Radio when we ask him to join. Johnny Mac asking you to join on my telephone lines. Let's get them back open. Uh, fans, I asked Matt, I now ask you, how ticked off will you be if they don't have a deal done, if they come out with a statement that this season is going to be bastardized and it's going to be truncated, it's going to be cut back? What kind of a baseball fan are you? Will it bother you or are you the kind to just go, uh, okay, you're not thinking of me, I'm not thinking of you. See you later. Hit me on my phone lines, 855-212-4227. Jordan Mack here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 